Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. As you heard in my last solo episode, I'm back. I'm recharged after a couple of weeks out, just reconnecting to my essence. So I'm very excited about the the guests that I'm bringing to you in this new season of Back to Basics. And what better person to start than Yitzi Wiener, who is a journalist, author, and the founder of Authority Magazine, which I'm sure you're all very familiar with. He's also the CEO of the Thought Leader Incubator, which guides leaders to become prolific content creators. He's written five books, and he created a super successful series that it's called Five Things I Wish Someone Told Me. Hello, Yitzi, and welcome to Back to Basics. Hello, Leticia. It's a pleasure and a delight to meet you. To meet you. We met, met through email. Now it's a delight to meet you uh, face-to-face. Absolutely. Well, you know, I always say that's one of the most amazing things that has happened to me throughout this podcast is that I'm meeting so many amazing people, people outside my industry. I've been in telecom for 20 years, so I welcome the change of pace and meeting, you know, people that are exciting. And I mean, you lead a thought incubator, so that I, I can imagine that I could talk with you for hours, but uh, I know you also will inspire my audience because I know you're also an educator, a narrator, a teacher, a rabbi. I mean, I know we can unpack a lot of things. <laughs> so, so I want to start at the beginning. Tell me about your childhood, your your origins, the origin story. Sure. So I grew up in Los Angeles, California. I lived there till I was a teenager, and then. Then I went to school on the East Coast. Okay. I, uh, I came initially came to Baltimore, Maryland, because I I wanted to become a sorry I, I wanted to become a, a doctor. I wanted to become an on- oncologist. Okay. And and uh, you know, my, and then I realized as I was you know in the course of my studies that my main impetus was I wanted a career that would be focused on helping people and making a difference. And then and then I, I realized that I discovered that I had, I had strengths in teaching. So I became uh, a teaching rabbi, I became a rabbi, and I was uh, a rabbi for, well, I am a rabbi, but I was an active rabbi for, for 15 years. Okay. And, and eventually, as my family grew, uh, it was time for me to, f- to find another, another career. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so thank God we, we started, started Authority Magazine and Authority Incubator, and I've been very blessed. Wow, that's that's great. But you know, I always I, I'm famous for going back into this like, okay, an oncologist and then you became a journalist and a writer. Was that something that was a passion like when you look back at your childhood, would you say, "Yeah, actually I had that in me and I didn't notice until later or just that show up?" Sure. So, I think that yeah, my main drive was I wanted a, a job that would be dealing with people, interacting with people, you know, dealing with actual people face to face, and helping to inspire and uplift. So 
I, I thought that would be manifest in becoming a, a physician, but then, but then, you know, it ended up becoming an educator, and but now it's now as a journalist. But the truth is, they're really all the same, and that. I'm trying my best to be a positive a force for a positive influence. I, I want to want people to feel a little little more uplifted and to, to spread a little more light. So I think that's the common thread between all those things. Wow. And it's even, even though I'm not an educator, I'm not, but I feel like I'm educating through through my writing and the content that we're creating. Well, you definitely are because you know <laughs> I I am a big fan of uh, your content of Authority Magazine, and obviously was very. You know, humble when I got the chance to share my writing experience, which is a little bit out of the left field for me in terms of writing. But you definitely achieved that in terms of inspiration. And the the amazing thing, what you just said is I knew I wanted to help to inspire and uh, uplift people. So it's almost like you had the ability to visualize something at a much bigger Uh, level or higher level than most people. And then how you got there uh, was almost like second to that vision. Would you say that that is true in a way? Yeah. Uh, so the, the truth is, I don't think I initially envisioned that I'll be doing this. But like you said, yeah, I, 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 and I don't think I was, you know, I did anything out of the ordinary, but I had this, I had this like, I always had this major compelling feeling that I, I, I wanted to have a career that would be That would be meaningful. That that it wouldn't just be about making money, but it will be about making making a difference and and you know and helping to you know whatever way I can to help help bring a little more light, a little more positivity. That's good. And and I'm gonna make I'm gonna ask a question that I don't know I don't know if I should ask, but you know I heard I hear a lot of people that have that same intention and they say I want to make a uh, a difference, but how do I pay the bills? Right. And that's Part of why this podcast exists is because I want people like you sharing your message about, yeah, I probably that worried me too, but I did it anyway. What are your thoughts on that? Sure, 100%. And that's that's really kind of my, my career story. I started as as a rabbi and you know, I, I wasn't wasn't making enough money. So I started initially as a career that was primarily about about helping people and uh, you know, initially it was enough, but as my family grew, it wasn't wasn't enough. So, so then I had to shift to find a, to finding a career that would primarily would pay the bills, but then, but then I said, okay, how could I turn this into a way that could make a difference? So, so I think to answer your question um, again, I, I don't think what my story applies to everyone, but uh, I think really ultimately you could really turn almost any any job I think into a way that's making a difference. You know, I think there's there's because there's always you're always dealing with people. I think you could almost turn any career into a way that will you know, let people feel a little better about themselves. That's, uh, that's inspiring. I definitely think, you know, as I've interviewed musicians and, you know, I'm going to interview actually uh, this week as well, uh, uh, a famous, well, almost famous movie star and then a film director and, and all these types of, of, of stories. And they all kind of have the same thread, which is, you know, resiliency and learning to stand up when things don't go your way and almost like taking a leap of faith, like believing in yourself and saying, I can do this. And that uh, has your own business. Like I I'm sure that Authority Magazine has grown in ways you never imagined. Is that, is, yeah. is that yeah, the I, case? Yeah. I'm, I'm very blessed that I'm particularly over, over COVID, over the pandemic, you know, which, which, you know, has been hard on everyone. But in terms of um, our, our readership and our and our you know our, our reach, we've actually grown a lot. So yeah, yeah. So th thank God it's grown a lot. 
And so, but but back to your point about resilience, and that's that's absolutely true. For me, in my um, scenario, I think it's mostly been about having, you know, I have a wonderful wife, and having somebody that could encourage you when things aren't going the way the way you want. Just having somebody that you share your life with, and yeah. So for me, in my situation, having my wife's encouragement and her support, uh, you know, her belief in me, that really made a huge difference. I think that I wouldn't have been able to do it even just just simply from a, like a a courage standpoint if I if I if I haven't didn't have her. So I think that that was a major influence for me. Wow. Having a, a, a strong, strong spouse, someone who loves you, cares about you, and to encourage you and support you. That's great. That's great to hear. As a woman, that's great to hear, you know, because a lot of us complain that the, 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 our husbands, and I don't include mine, I am lucky too, but you know that they don't give you enough credit. So I think that men like you are, you know, very admirable and, and, and it's great in all this movement and all these women count that uh, to hear something like that is very refreshing. So I'm very happy that, that that's the case. And I agree 100% with you. So you, through your uh, magazine, have conducted or coordinated over 4,000 interviews, all of them empowering in, in, in essence and, and to many famous people. What are some of the insights or wisdom of nuggets or anything you want to share in terms of, of the people you've had the opportunity to interview? Sure. So the truth is, actually, I think I have to update that bio. I looked at it recently and it's, between me and you know, not just me, but the whole team at Authority, we have we did have done more than twenty thousand interviews. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that needs updated. Oh wow, <laughs> that's uh, five times more. <laughs> yeah, so surely a lot of it happened. Happened, you know, maybe half of it happened in the past year. So, I I recently, I think I mentioned this on another another podcast, but I I'll say it again. I just recently interviewed um, Kathy Sullivan, who was the, she's the first woman astronaut to do a spacewalk. Wow. And she recently, she made news that she, same person also recently went to the deepest part of the ocean. Like it's called, things called the Challenger Deep, like the deepest part of the ocean. And I was interested in that. And we have a whole series actually of women in, women in space because my father's first cousin is uh, Judith Resnick. Judith Resnick was uh, the astronaut that was, that one of the astronauts that passed away in the Challenger disaster. She, mm. she was also among the first women. She wasn't Sally Ride, but one of the first women in space. And you know, it's always been in our family, this this space connection. So I was really interested in, to talk to Kathy Sullivan. And it was really fascinating, really. She's really a brilliant person, really fascinating interview. Uh, yeah, she she mentioned, like, first of all, she mentioned that I asked her, like, what was the most interesting thing she had seen? And she said, I would have thought, like, you know, being in space. She said it was her recently when she went underwater there was this, um, she was in a submarine and she, and there was this underground volcano and there's and it made a lava lake and it's underwater. So you think like it's underwater, like you don't really see too much. She said that this is the most amazing scene of seeing this lake coming up underwater and you know, it, how it, it would come up and then turn into molten, you know, molten rock. She said that was, it was like the most surreal experience she's ever seen, you know, even you know, seeing the earth in space and like a space block. So that was, that was very interesting to me. In terms of like advice, so she, she said a profound thing. She said, you know, every a hammer sees, I'm kind of paraphrasing, I'm saying it wrong, but a hammer sees everything as a as a nail. Everything is a nail to bang on, meaning that you have a certain way of th seeing things and your tool is to, your hammer. So you always, okay, the way you solve it is to bang it down. But but and, but she learned with NASA and learned on her team in NASA that, 
you know, NASA had a certain culture of how, how to solve problems, but having having a, a new perspective, having a woman's perspective, or having diverse perspectives, you know, let them look at it. Maybe this this nail doesn't really need a hammer. Maybe it needs another tool. Maybe there's a different approach. And that was a great a great example, a great analogy to me of the importance of having diverse experiences, diverse diverse ways of looking at things to solve a problem because. Sometimes you don't need to bang it down. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it'll cause more harm than more harm than good. Um, so that was that was a profound. That stuck with me. That was a profound lesson. The truth is, it's really hard. It's hard to single out. Uh, I get this question a lot. Hard to single out a particular interview because because there's so many. I really, really. Um, that's part of what I've been very interested in, is that you know, our platform is about sharing, helping people share empowering ideas. Almost everybody. Almost everybody, from from prominent leaders to you know to to regular people, they share they can share empowering ideas. And that and you don't really need to be a famous person to, to share inspiring ideas. So and I've I've read ideas that were normal people like me, you know that that you know very very uplifting. And people they're very famous, you know, share things that are flat and, and you know intuitive. <laughs> so so I'm I'm continually impressed by the things that I read. I, I imagine, you know, and the only way I can relate is I've had, of course, every person that comes to this podcast, I consider inspirational, but sometimes I invite someone thinking the conversation is going to go inspire in one direction, and then it ends up inspiring in a completely different direction. And, and even sometimes in a more powerful way that, you know, when I invite someone that is an expert on the on, on a specific subject. So that has been also to me, I can definitely relate to that. And uh, I know I don't want to, uh, let's say, abuse your time because I know you're a busy man. But, you know, because this podcast is called Back to Basics and you are a man of, of a religious man, which I admire. I think spirituality is such a big component in, in, in the human being. So I, I'm looking forward to hearing when times have been tough and, and you say, yeah, there was a time I made a career change because I my family was growing. I'm sure there was a stress component there. And there are times where not everything is great, even if people think that everything is great. How do you stay true to your nature, to what's important, to what makes you tick? Excellent question. So, you know, I'll tell you some of the, you know, it was a famous saying from Dr. Stephen Covey that you have to put your big rocks in first, you know, like basically the analogy is if you have a you have a you know a big glass. If you put in the sand first, the small rocks. Then you don't have room for the big rocks. But if you first put in the big rocks, then the sand can filter in around it. And the point is that you have to, yeah in your day you have to first schedule in the most important things. So I'll tell you a few things that that I do no matter what that have really helped me helped keep me centered and inspired. Number one, I think I've always had dinner with my family. I don't think I've ever. I don't think we've almost never. Ate dinner separately. We always eat together. So breakfast and lunch, you know, people are in school or whatever. But dinner, we're always together. I think that's it's, it's such an important thing. We're often we, we have this the ritual that we that we do in our, in our at dinner is we go around the table. And, and I'm, very, I'm blessed that I have, I have six daughters and, and oh, a son. Oh so, wow! I'm, Big I'm family. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's why you had a career change. Now. <laughs> yeah, that's also why. It's also why you know I much of my writing is about it's about women who are empowering who or inspiring, you know, so uh, often people say you, you always support women. I say, I, 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 every day, single day, I support seven <laughs> women every single day. I, I literally <laughs> yeah. support That's women. why you take that. You see, there was something because the way you spoke about your wife, you definitely have an admiration for the opposite sex. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And again, my son is uh, my son is is um, outnumbered. You're, you're the minority in your house. You can you can relate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so one thing we do is fun. My my one of my daughters, my young like my, my third youngest. She she's like in charge of this. We go around the table and we say we say what kindness has been done to us today. What kindness. Uh, either has someone done to them, or what? What you know, did the Almighty do to them? You know that they feel grateful for, and it's it's just it's just a wonderful ritual. Like you go and everyone shares. You know, it, it changes the whole energy of the, of the meal. That's so. That's one thing is I always eat, eat dinner with the family. It just just it's so important today with uh, you know, the ability to to connect to each other instead of being connected to the network. You know, mm -hmm. um, yes. Uh, so that's that's one thing. And another thing is that I. Every morning, I wake up. Wake up at six o'clock. Wake up at six o'clock in the morning, and I have, I, I get up and make coffee, and I I sit on the couch with my wife, and we 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 study together. We study like a small a small book. We read read it read from a book. It's a book about being optimistic and being hopeful, and um, just just the act of sitting together on the couch in the morning, reading, drinking coffee, and 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 studying, like growing intellectually and emotionally together, has really been great. So we, we've been doing that for. I don't know, maybe maybe ten years, mm -hmm. and it's been really really amazing. So every morning, as I I study partner, a friend that I study with, we learn we study for about an hour a day, and that keeps my mind sharp. It helps me grow. It helps me. So by having learning every single by building and learning every single day, like building into the my schedule, has really been really helped me to you know gives me that that anchor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, said <laughs> that's why I knew you were gonna be a great uh, great guest because it's hard, you know. And you, in your case, I think you've had it, you know, as part of who you are early on, and so you anchor. You're an very well anchored. And there's other people that have come on the show, and 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 everybody like struggles that they go away, they back into meditation because at the end, at the end of the day, it's all about the same. That's why I say a lot of the spirituality boils down to just meditate, think, reflect, be grateful. I mean, the basics, right? And and once you incorporate those in your life, you really feel much better. 100%. And actually, I'll add, it really relates to what you just said. So after, usually after breakfast, we I, I do this almost every single day. I take about a half hour walk with my wife. We go for a walk. You know, we, we leave our, leave, we uh, usually leave our phones home and we mm -hmm. go for a walk. We go, go walk, we have like a, a, a route And we just, so I, I find that walking together with my spouse, my wife, is so helpful because number one, you're in nature, you know, you're, you're, you're out, you're, at, you're outside, you're moving. And, and number two, you're able to talk without any distraction. There's no one else there, no phone, no, no, you know, kids aren't there. It's just, just to be able to talk and communicate. And it's, it's, you know, when you're, when you're going for a half hour walk and you're, you're you can't just go, you can't stop. You have to finish your conversation. You have to, it's like this built in, locked in time to talk. And it can't be interrupted, and that's that's been so valuable. The ability to so I, I recommend to anyone who gets married, I tell them make sure to take a take a walk with your spouse because it, it's exercise, it's emotional health, and intellect, emo, you know, relationship health, intellectual health has all the benefits. Oh no, <laughs> so, that's uh, great, and and I totally agree. And and uh, you know, I'm in telecommunications, so part of why I when I first had this idea is like I push connection on one end of my life, right? It's connected everywhere, bringing connectivity everywhere. But then at the same time, being connectivity to human beings. And it's such a big conflict, you know, that uh, what you just said is very, very uh, valuable. That once you leave your phone behind and you realize that you can leave and life goes on and the world goes on. <laughs> and if there was that urgent thing that you thought you had to attend to, but it happened and you weren't there, still the one were, went on without you. 
right? Sure. So I'll tell you one other related thing. Also, you reminded me. I about five years ago, I, I decided that I was going to traded my my smartphone for a flip phone. Okay. Wow, well, I love the flip phone. And uh, and uh, I don't have it on me, but I, I could. Uh, basically, yeah, that's been an amazing thing because you know I, I can have almost every every app that I need. I can have it on the computer. I don't need to have every app with me every single second. And I, I find that I would get overwhelmed with, with emails and messages and it, w- it would just it would make me feel anxious. And um, I just, I'm, to me, that's, that's been a great life enhancer, the ability to, to upgrade my smartphone for a wise phone. <laughs> well, and then I have to say, because I've been interacting with you now for a few months and you're very good at, inter- you know, at responding. And that doesn't mean... Because I think we confuse with immediate response with responding. And people say, oh, but I have to respond. And sometimes I say, if it's not happening in the next 24 hours, don't expect that response. You know, we also set the boundaries. And I think whatever you establish for yourself, I can attest that you've been very successful because we didn't know each other and we had never met in person yet. You always have found the the time to respond to my messages and be kind. And so I think that people confuse that sometimes. Like I have to have my phone because otherwise people cannot reach me. So good for you. And to end, is there anything exciting? I mean, a lot of exciting things going on with you, I know. But is there anything, you know, that you want to share with us? You have an open microphone, any initiative that you're working on, anything on your bucket list? I want to give you an open platform to share anything you consider uh, exciting. So kind. Um, I really I wish I had like, I wish I had time like to think of the right thing about, share the first thing that came to mind. And I, I recently... This is, it's a dream of mine that I have. I, I, dream of mine is one day to write a book mm-hmm. about how we can improve our life with humility by mm-hmm. being more humble. I think that you know so much of our society, and the truth is, I, I, I'm, I'm a part of it, and that's part part of my my business. So much of society is about you know aggrandizing people, making people you know famous, and um, the pursuit of when a person pursues fame, when a person pursues being famous. Ultimately, it's like drinking soft water. You can never be famous enough. You can never be famous enough. Uh, it's, you know, you like drink soft water you need more and more, and you need more, and it never quenches. It never quenches it. I think that humility is that is the basically humility is is to think that things don't have to go my way. Things the world doesn't revolve around me. That there are other people in the world, and that and that uh, I'm not people. I'm not someone's lord. I'm not. I'm not. I can't lord over anybody. You know. And I think that if we're the more humble we are, the more we can be humble. That we can be less. Less stress when things don't go our way. We could be, we'll treat other people better. You know, we'll get be less offended, we'll be less threatened by people. I think that, um, like the word humility is, is you almost never hear it in the culture. You, you know, but it's something that you know you, you have. We have leaders that are the opposite. Of, you know, that pursue the opposite of that. I think though that that's something that I'd like to put back into the vernacular, you know, put back into the world. There's a, how humility can actually help our life. We'll all be nicer to each other and be less less jealous of each other if we can be you know more more humble and more yeah more more humble and and, and humility doesn't have anything to do with humiliation humiliation again they have similar etymologies but humility is humility simply just means i'm not i'm not the boss i'm the boss <laughs> the other people in the world and things don't have to go my way uh, you know things don't have to go my way Well, that's exciting and i can say you practice what you preach and i think that, that that's a great 
great book to to write and a great book to read. I definitely think that shouldn't be that hard for you because you you have so much content and so many ideas. Just with what you share, you have, I could say, you have already four or five chapters in your mind already. So just finding the time, right? Yeah, it's it's finishing. It's I'm, I'm good at starting things, but finishing until the end takes yeah. discipline, you know, and so I, I, I <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, but now you set it on back to basics. So now you are really manifesting it more intentionally than ever. So I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll purchase that book uh, in, in the near future. <laughs> so it's, it's been great to have you on back to basics. You're really a, truly an inspiration. Uh, I've enjoyed this conversation. I'm sure that everybody listening to you today has been left with, uh, some, something to think about and reflect upon. It's so nice, Leticia. It's re really a, a pleasure and an honor to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Thank you. And until the next time. <laughs> <laughs>